Back Judge Podcast is back. A little bit of a long layoff, but uh, that's what you get when you get a holiday and then a, a late start to your work week. Uh, I think Shady's still home anyway, so he was asking. He, he can for, listen to uh, it whenever. Oh, yeah, he was asking for some action. What what, what the angles were? Oh, uh, yesterday. Oh yeah, I did not. Uh, I, did not I failed have him. Much to give I failed him. him. So, um, what what a weekend, boys! Thanks for thanks for having me. You're in, in you're always show. welcome, Adam. Yeah, that was fun. Good time and good times in Greek Town. Good times uh, in the yeah, it was, studios. Uh, yep. Little Taco Bell. Little Taco Bell. Little, little wild, wild turkey. turkey. Yeah. Little Rutgers I mean, money coming in. What a uh, what a Thanksgiving week we had. It was um, one I won't be forgetting anytime soon. Thanks to you guys and Louis C.K. and and Carl Joseph. Crickets from Tommy on that one. All right, week uh, week thirteen, week thirteen action. Let's uh, let's kick it off here. As Lee was saying, kind of a kind of a week weaker slate. Um, starting it off with the the Vikings at the Lions. Uh, I haven't spoken uh, about the Lions since my little. Uh, are they under underperforming? Dan Campbell pulled his pants down, dropped a deuce on the Lion uh, on Thanksgiving. Basically, what happened. Uh, they're at home again, plus seven to Minnesota. Minnesota dropping dropping a tough one to to San Francisco. So both of these teams coming in off of bad losses, but I think the Vikings just have a a certain floor. Um, I think you know obviously not having Dalvin is a little bit of a downgrade, but Madison has proven to be effective in this you know role a couple times. I feel very I feel fairly confident in the Vikings covering the seven. Yeah, I'm with you, Adam. Not not a very strong feeling uh, laying the points of the Vikings, but just would rather do that than uh, than than. T- Lions yeah, are seven yeah. and four against the spread. Um, but. but yeah, I think the Vikings kind of this is a get right spot for them, especially after what happened in the the first time these two teams played with how close that game was. I think the Vikings take the Lions seriously for the most part. They know that although they uh, they are winless, they can still be a frisky opponent. Um, you know, so so I think that they'll end up coming into this game, you know, coming off the loss with the with the right attitude and uh, end up winning convincingly. Yeah, you guys summed it up. Uh, this is this is the week of of road heavy favorites. This is going to be a huge teaser week, I'm assuming, in, in Vegas. And uh, I think the Vikings. I mean, the Vikings are probably one of my favorites uh, when it comes to just laying laying the points with with a heavy road. Uh, favorite, I think Lee, you bring up a great point. The the game that they probably should have lost in week, you know, four, whatever it was earlier, um, in Minnesota. I think this is a get right spot for them. Obviously, Dalvin Cook is better than Alexander Madison, but Alexander Madison is no slouch. I don't really think he's. I'm not. He's not a marketable downgrade for me. And the Vikings are coming off a pretty, you know, tough, heartbreaking loss to San Francisco in a game that they kind of were controlling in the first half, and they let it slip through their through their grasp and. Um, you know the Lions are due for a win. I, you know, but I just don't think it's going to come this week against this Vikings team. And, and this Lions, uh, I just think the Lions are are pretty bad right now. So, um, yeah, I think the this is a get right spot for the spot for the Vikings. Their playoff hopes are still alive. This is a must win for them. They cannot afford to you know have a look ahead spot here or, or you know 
you know, not not take this opponent seriously. So I think the Vikings are the right side here. Is Kyler back? Right, yes, Kyler's, he is. Kyler's back. Going to Chicago. As is Hop. And as is Hop. December football at Soldier Field. Matt Nagy still still employed uh, by the Chicago Bears. Needed that win against Detroit. Felt good. Uh, good for the Bears coming into Thanksgiving, into the Lions' end, pulling out a W. The I don't know. I think this is an interesting spot for the Cardinals. Um, they definitely have a chance to start widening the gap uh, over the the Rams in the NFC West as the Rams have gone 0-3 over the last uh, three games. Cardinals went 2-1 with Colt McCoy and then had the bye. So a win in Chicago would, would be big for them, especially to I'm looking to see how they play kind of in that cold weather. Uh, and it could be a big opportunity for them just to start securing that home field advantage so they don't even really have to deal with that um, going forward. Yeah, I think the, the weather point is going to be interesting. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of what the performance is going to look like from Arizona coming off the bye. Bears got a you know long weekend after playing on Thanksgiving, long week of rest. So um, I don't know, kind of seems like a tricky game to me. Um, Cardinals look pretty good with Colt McCoy under center. So um, if Kyler's coming back, I'm, you got to assume that he's he's pretty close to 100%. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Don't really have a very strong opinion on this game. Uh, just looking at the numbers on the on the board, I'd probably lay the points with Arizona, but I'd be in no rush to do so. Just considering the weather, and considering the fact that uh, I think it maybe could take them a minute to get really back into the swing of things with with Kyler and the offense. So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But yeah, not, no no real strong opinion. But if I had to do it again here, I'd lay the points with the road favorite. Yeah, this is probably the game on the the most. Uh tentative to, to lay the points with. I mean, I think Arizona, uh, you know, obviously is the better team and should win this game, but going into Soldier Field, into the into the elements, um, like, like Lee said, I think you can assume that Kyler is 100% healthy, but this is a Chicago Bears defense that, you know, can be scrappy at times. And I guess, and the other question is, is Fields going or is Dalton? I think it's, is it Fields, right? Or It's Dalton. now. It's Dalton. Yeah, I think Fields just practiced like yesterday for the first time, so I I would be I think it's Dalton. Yeah, and I mean this Cardinals defense has been great all year, so I'm not gonna say that Andy Dalton's gonna gonna tear him up, but I I don't know. I mean I wouldn't be surprised. I guess if I guess it wouldn't shock me if the Cardinals came out and, and covered this spread easily, but for whatever reason, this is the game that I'm the most kind of tentative to back. I think the Bears uh, are you know one of the better teams that are getting a lot of points at home. Um, when you compare them to the other teams uh, this week. And, you know, I'm not going to put any stock into, you know, the, the Kingsbury rumors, but, you know, I don't know. There's just, there's, there's, these is kind of the, uh, the narrative soup that's, uh, that I'm, that I'm, that I'm sipping on right here that is kind of preventing me from uh, sinking my teeth into to the Cardinals this weekend. So I'm, I'm staying away, but in our pick I'll, I'll, I'll probably take the Cardinals, but uh, I don't know, seven in the hook. The Bears might just come, come home and cover that. Bears can make it ugly, that's for sure. Yeah. Bears, Bears know one thing. It's how to make a game just disgusting. Um, yeah. Bucks going to the Falcons, another big uh, road road favorite. Tampa Bay, the what did they do last week? Colts, uh, baby. Oh, yeah, beat the Colts. Um, Tommy was into that one. Oh, God. Um, the, 
the the Falcons stink. Um, they beat the Jags though, coming off those two weeks where they scored three points. Tampa's going to town. Tampa honestly like hasn't looked as strong as I I thought they would be at this point in the year. Uh, they looked really good to start the season, and then they've tailed off just like a little bit. Uh, I think the Colts. I mean, the Colts gave that game to them uh, in some sense. So um, you know, I think they'll beat the Falcons. I, they'll probably cover uh, as well. I think this was Lee. If I remember, this was one of your early locks of the season. Was the Bucks covering against the Falcons uh, yes. in Tampa? Yeah. That, that. You, you good over there, T Bone? You just you just taking a nap? You, you hit, that, was a, that was a that was a sneeze yawn that I oh, needed okay. to cover up. You, you've hit the recline. You've movement. hit the recline a couple times there in, in the in the <laughs> loft. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, Lee, yeah, this was one of your your, your early covers of the year. Uh, you declared the Falcons dead in like week two yep, or three, whatever I that sure game did. was. Um, um, where, where are we at in the wins total? I'm feeling good too? about it. I just don't have confidence that the Falcons are going to be able okay. to win. Uh, any games that they're supposed to uh, lose for the rest of the year, they can they can only no, win one more game, right? They can win two more. Um, oh, they do play the Lions, okay. but uh, but yeah, man, I feel pretty yep. good about it. I don't know. I, I think I'm experiencing a little bit of, of like shell shock from last week. I felt really good about the card, and I did not uh, perform well. So now I think that I'm a little bit more tentative looking at this card, especially with the, like Tommy referenced earlier, the road favorites. Um, I think this is a spot where I just lay the points with the uh, Buccaneers. Kind of reminds me just a little bit of the Falcons uh, going to Dallas. And I think this, the point spread was 10 or 9 on that. And the Cowboys ended up beating them by like 50. Um, I think the Buccaneers kind of have the Falcons number for the most part. Obviously it's on the road, but... Don't really know how big of a difference that's going to be in the in the dome in Atlanta. Um, so yeah, I, I lean I lean with the favorite here yet again. Uh, I think the Falcons are kind of just the NFL's below average litmus test. Where if you're a bad team, you're probably going to lose to the Falcons. If you're a good team, you're probably going to beat yeah. them. And if you're somewhere in the middle, they're probably going to give you a close game. Um, and I think the Buccaneers are one of the better teams in the league, so I think they'll be able to take care of business uh, in in Atlanta this Sunday. Yeah. Um, again, I'm 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 kind of agnostic on this game. When I see the number, I think it's kind of a good spot for the Falcons. But then when you kind of play it through, um, I just think the the Falcons are probably covering this number for for two and a half quarters, and then the Bucks just kind of pull away at the end. Um, and that that's kind of what would scare me off from from backing the Falcons. But you know, as someone who's who's backed the Bucks a good amount of times this year, this defense can be scored on. Um, they they will keep teams and games and Matt Ryan and this offense uh, can be, you know, could, could pose some problems, but ultimately, uh, you know, I think the Bucks are going to be too much for that Falcons defense and they should cover this number, but I'm, I have no appetite uh, to back, to back either of them. Um, I guess it's probably, I don't know, Falcons are pass or maybe, I mean, this total is 50 and a half. I, I guess that's about right. So I'm, I'm pretty agnostic here. Uh, probably just going to, Probably would just take the Bucks, I guess. I would like to, to mention here too. I I am uh, just, of course, you know, going to talk about my own fantasy team here. I'm I'm moving Pitts to the bench, starting Mooney officially uh, this week, and had a dream last night that I was in oh, the wow. sleeper mirror room. 
I had a dream. Wow. I had a dream that one of my position players, I don't remember who, uh, had seven pass attempts for negative 118 yards. Wow. It was like a it was like a wide receiver, like and and I was like it didn't happen in the game, but it said that it did on the sleeper app, and I lost. Um, so I've got some bad omens, man, going into going into um, this week. That's never a good sign. I'm nervous about it. No. Hey, if you're on the if you're on the bubble like Klepp and I are, and you're not nervous going into this weekend, we some bubble boys. It, it, it's it's taxing wrong, on man. the mentals, man. I'm waking up at like three in the morning. I'm like, oh, you know, you know. Yeah, man. I benched Tony Pollard last night, and and I and I still you got to trust the process. He scored a, a sixty yard touchdown. All right, I'm not gonna, yeah. but it sucks looking at that fourteen points on the bench. But let's move off fantasy, man. This is probably what, the, that's uh, not what JP Shady is here for. <laughs> This is probably the uh, best early game. Chargers going to the Bengals. Two teams, I think I maybe thought the Chargers would be a little bit better than they they are, and then I thought the Bengals would be a lot worse uh, than they are. The Bengals are uh, a solid team, man, and they're competing for the AFC North title. Boat race the Steelers uh, last week. They they beat the the Raiders the week before. Chargers are just struggling. Uh, They just kind of limped against the Broncos and, and lost. Herbert has been handcuffed by Joe Lombardi. Uh, that was analysis he only got on the yep. back judge in the pre in in, yep. in, in the in the off season, man. Um, that, that was coming from a mile away. Uh, I think I would. I mean, I, I'm not going to bet this game just because I'm just biased against the Bengals and I've bet against them too much, and I just don't want to like start betting on them. And I know that's that's when they'll start losing. Uh, but I would I would take the Bengals minus three with the the Chargers coming out west for a for a one o'clock game as as Tommy says is you know something he watches out for. Um, I just don't think the Chargers are that great. Their defense is is pretty bad, um, and their offense is being handcuffed by a, a gun shy OC with a prototype at quarterback. So and and I would like to say too. I mean I think some of it also can be put on Herbert. Um, he's had an inconsistent year too. He's looked more like the guy who he was at Oregon in his second season than he was as a rookie. Um, he's still, I think, pretty good. I still think he has a, a positive um, trajectory in the NFL. But this isn't Mahomes here, who was just dominating the league in his in his second season. So I think that's kind of an interesting narrative as well. These two second year uh, or these uh, Burrow's a third year quarterback, but kind of two of the young guns in this league who are supposed to be the guys who kind of take the torch from from someone like Brady and usher in this new era um, going up against each other in Cincy. Yeah, baby. This, this should be really interesting. Um, when I first looked at this, I kind of liked the Chargers. But uh, ultimately, I, I'm just going to stay away. I think that the Bengals are kind of catching their stride right now. Um, yeah, they beat the Raiders pretty bad on the road, and then... What they did to the Steelers last week, I mean, that was just the that, that was just the definition of insanity is is doing the same thing over and over and, and expecting a different result there from from uh, from Gooch. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Bengals are for real, man. They're a good team. Um, their defense has really risen to the occasion, which I think has been. Sorry, my cat is well, looking new. New is it Leo or new? Counter, I had to. Oh. I had to get her. <laughs> I had to get her off the counter. Sometimes she, she tries to she, she thinks she can walk all over me. I'm not letting that happen. Um, yeah, the I was the Bengals defense has been the the uh, the the most you know impressive thing on, from that 
from that team this year, in my opinion. Um, what they've been able to do defensively, I think they're really playing up. Um, and all of a sudden, I thought I thought this was kind of interesting. Just as a side note, like Zach Taylor is, you know, no longer on the hot seat. I guess you know, nor nor sh- nor should nope. he. Yeah. he's back like, next you know, year, it's man. Like, hey, they gave the guy nope. uh, a couple chances, and, and, and people were tired of him. And all of a sudden, this is a team that is looking like a, a good young team that, uh, like you said, club could be could be competing here for for a division title. So I have no real angle on this game. Um, I'll probably be picking the Bengals just because maybe you get a little inclement weather weather in Cincinnati and they're and they're probably you know more attuned to that than than the Chargers will be. But uh, totally agree that this is probably the best one o'clock game. I'm really looking forward to these two young uh, QBs dueling it out at one. Yeah, a couple a uh, couple thoughts here. You know, I think that Zach Taylor point Lee is good because I don't really think about it and I haven't really been giving him credit just because I saw I mean I guess I was the highest on the Bengals out of all of us and I didn't really think of Zach Taylor I was like oh you know they're uh, Joe Burrow plus their offensive weapons like this is going to be a tough team to beat and you know forget about the defense and I think it kind of goes back to our Dan Campbell conversation um you know giving got like we thought Zach Taylor should have been if we were Bengals fans we would have wanted him gone after year one and and year even after last year um and, I, and I'm not you know trying to say they're analogous situations but more so just making a general point about Giving coaches time to, you know, do their job, um, and I and I think that's I think Lee, you bring up a, a good point there. Another point that I saw someone make on on Twitter that I, I think is a nice fun point is this game should have been flexed to the Sunday night game. I don't know why they this is the first week they're doing flexing, and they flex the the Chiefs Broncos game, which I get you got Mahomes and all that, but stay in Cincinnati, man. Collinsworth lives in Cincinnati. These are the two. These are the two young gun quarterbacks I in the AFC. I completely agree, but they never. Get, they never. Uh, you know, get the or flex I guess right. in the, they never get the flex right. No, they never do. They never do. But this is a well, great. Well, is it one of those? Is it, I'm pretty sure the flex is a situation where going into the year, the Broncos and the Chiefs were already in that spot, right? No, they, I don't think they were. I, I think, believe I think the Seahawks, the Seahawks, and the Niners were. Oh. This is the first week. I know for sure that this is the first week they used the flex. Okay. The the the, yeah, the Broncos move. and KC mm. got flexed into this spot. Mm. So is it just because the Broncos are six and five? Let's it's well, well no it's well no it's because it's Mahomes. It's because it's Mahomes and they and this is their uh, their algorithm says oh you know Mindy Mindy in in the Midwest Mindy Mid- Midwest mom is going to want to watch this game because Mahomes is playing. A little alliteration there for you. All right, but alliterations yeah. aside, alliterations aside, <laughs> which is a dodgeball reference. Um, <laughs> let's get back to this game. Let's get back to this game. And you know what? Everyone's picking the Bengals this week. Everyone is. And I don't blame you. Lee, you just, I, 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 but I kind of have the same, I have a contrarian feeling about the Chargers. This is the top of the Bengals market and they, and it could be, I could be wrong and they could just go out and open up a can of whooping on the Chargers. But I think this is, these teams are pretty evenly matched. I think the Bengals are playing a lot better as of late, but I don't know, man. I, I just think this is kind of the bottom of the Chargers who, you know, we've been on – we had the Chargers against the Eagles. We've been – Klepp and I had the Chargers against the Patriots. I've, I've lost on the Chargers uh, at times this year. And I just think that – I just think that this is, a, this is a nice spot for the Chargers for whatever reason. I know the travel spot isn't good. Um, I know that they haven't been playing well and they just lost to the Broncos. But – and I, and I know that the Bengals' offense is going to, you know, Mixon is probably going to have a huge day. The Chargers' run defense is absolutely awful. Um, 
and and Burrow should be able to get his as well. But I think that the Chargers are kind of have been a Jekyll and Hyde team this year, and this is a this is a game where you might be able to get a good performance out of them. And and you know this is I'm kind of basing this off of intangible things. This is uh, this is me kind of just going off on a little uh, the way I feel rant. But I don't know for whatever reason. Uh, me just being a contrarian, I guess. I, I like the Chargers here. I like the Chargers here. I, I don't know if I'm going to play it. Could potentially like them in, in a nice little tease here. But I think the Chargers keep this game close and potentially even win. I think, you know, them plus 135 on the money line, I, I don't think that's a bad bet. It's supposed so, to be mild, mild um, and possibly rainy the Chargers. Sunday in Cincinnati. So I don't think we're going to be getting any flurries. Uh, yeah, Tommy, I don't, you know, don't think that's mm-hmm. a bad take at all. Tommy, I think, you know, after going on that little diatribe, I think you got to play it, man. You're going to waste two minutes I of our time, to. and, and not, you know, I think you got to play that. Yeah, yeah, I, no, it, That was a nice little uh, Tommy moment there was, on the pod, everybody. You're not wrong. We had some, we had some, some topical references, and we had a nice little analysis. Um, way to go, buddy. Good job. Uh, AFC South, Colts going to the Texans. Uh, Colts coming off a loss. Did yeah. the Texans lose last week? They lost, they the, they lost to the, the, the Finns, right? The Jets, baby. Or the Jets. Oh, that's right. I don't remember much of Thanksgiving, man. Kind of a blur, man. That'll happen to you. My mind's in the blender. My mind's in the blender. Uh, playing a little euchre that's during true. the 1 o'clock games. What can I say? Uh, the uh, Texans, come on. you got to beat the Jets at home, man. If you're Terod Taylor, what's going on there? Uh, hey, but as... As we said, or at least as I said on the pod last week, they were three point favorites. The Texans should not be should not be three point favorites to anyone in the league, and and I think that that played itself out. And it's not like the Jets should have been three point favorites either. It should have been a pick them. Uh, anyway, continue, club. Colts minus nine. I think the Colts take care of business. Yeah, I'll lay the nine here. This is probably like my favorite angle so far. Would be laying the nine with Indy, because um, they've got a buy next week. Coming off a tough loss, uh, you know, playing in Houston. Just think they'll be able to kind of separate in this game. Houston kind of played them close in the first game, if I'm remembering correctly. I think it was only maybe a 10-point game or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I think the Colts I think the Colts ride into the, into the bye uh, off a comfortable win in Houston. Um, so, I'll, I'll lay the nine with Indy. <laughs> Yeah, I really like the Colts here. Um, as someone who's on Tampa last week, uh, the Colts are, are a really, really good team. Um, there's obviously some hard knocks bias in there, which has been great. Everyone, uh, audience members, should go check that out. I've really, really been enjoying that, watching episodes with, with Lee over the break. Um, yeah, you can't be afraid of laying big numbers. And this is, I think, I agree with Lee. This is my favorite look as well, the Colts. Um, I think the Texans. Um, you know, the Texans are arguably the worst team in the league. It's either them or the Lions, I think, at this point. So uh, the Colts can really lean on the run game. Jonathan Taylor will get back in the big game books um, against this, this putrid Texans uh, defense. Potentially no Brandon Cooks for the Texans as well. He hasn't practiced all week. I don't know. I'm sure we'll find out today whether what his status is. But just, you know, there's injuries on the Texans' side. Uh, this is a, a huge game for the Colts. they got to win it. Um, and this is the type of teams that I think the Colts win. They beat these teams. They beat these teams by a large margin. Once we'll be back, right, the defense playing well. Um, it's good to, you know, back the Colts here because I think they're a little, I don't want to say desperate, but this is a game that they're going into the bye. They're going to want to, this is a get-right spot for them, take out some some anger and aggression from 
the the poor performance or the poor finish, I should say, against the Buccaneers. So uh, I the Colts are probably my favorite look of the week as well, Lee. So and Adam. So I like the Colts a lot here. Eagles going to the Jets, as we just talked about. Eagles last week losing to the Giants. Eagles can't really pass the ball. Um, Lee was oh, yeah. blue bleeding. Came out on top again. I mean. Lee, for all the for all of the years of the back judge, yeah, I think you can admit you've been on pretty much the wrong side of, of the Giants in terms mm-hmm. of season success. Um, but this year, to me, it's it's led to you being really yeah, in tune yeah, with the franchise. You seem to you seem to know when uh, when they're I'm gonna my stride, man. pop up. I'm hitting my stride with the New York Football Giants, and uh, <laughs> this is just the beginning. I think I think they're I think I think the best is yet to come. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, Eagle, Eagles can't pass the ball, man. They really can't. They should run it on every single play. Uh, maybe against the Jets they find some success. Yeah, I like the Eagles here. Kind of a kind of kind of a kind of a week last week, right, Lee, where you talk about Hurts not really yeah. being the guy. It's just like if you can't go to New York and win in late November against a bad Giants team and you can't even throw the ball against them, then, you know, what do we do? And you don't want to extrapolate one game out to, to, to be the entire narrative, but it's just like uh, the ability to, to which you can trust your quarterback uh, doesn't seem yeah, to be and, very you know, high for them. I don't want to give Hurts too much crap because he, he's had a pretty good year, but he did play particularly bad in that game against New York. Yep. Three And three red zone turnovers. Yeah, red zone turnovers. Yards. Yeah. Um, and the Giants still ended up giving that game away, um, which is kind of astonishing to me. <laughs> I think it's a get-right spot for Philly. Um, I think Philly's better than all of us thought they would be. I think that that's kind of clear at this point. Yep, I 100% had a agree. Really bad loss. They got back. Their O line is crazy. O-line. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah they, they play can really run the well, ball, man. I, good old, good old Landon I think Dickerson. It's just time to take Jalen Rager year. off the field and yeah. see what happens. You know. Um, second game in a row at MetLife. Uh, Jets coming off a win. The Jets kind of a frisky team that isn't necessarily going to out blow you away in any by any stretch of the imagination, but also going to fight hard. And um, like we saw against Houston last week, you know they, they they'll see some opportunities if you give them to them. But they're not they're 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 a very beatable team. Um, Phil, you know Philadelphia. Everyone last week, this is kind of one of my takes, was like everyone's talking about how Philadelphia is basically a shoe-in to make the playoffs because the rest of their schedule is the Giants, the Jets, Washington, and, and you know how easy it was. Now all of a sudden it's like, hey, this is a must-win game for Philadelphia if you want to make the playoffs. You can't lose this game. Um, I think Philadelphia – I think even if this game is close, Philadelphia will get a late score and pull away, um, which makes this one of my – four or five favorite plays of, of the weekend along with Indianapolis minus nine would be Philly minus six and a half. Get them just under a touchdown. I think ultimately that this is a team that is uh, is going to take advantage of the Jets' mistakes and they have enough veteran presence uh, to understand how much of a must win this game is. And I think Hertz bounces back. You know, I think Hertz does looks a little bit more like he has all year and a little bit less like he did against the Giants and I think Philadelphia gets out of there with the win. Yeah, I think I think this is a nice spot for Philly as well. Um, I'm sure Philly will be in a lot of a lot of teasers, getting them down to pick them. Um, yeah, I think the Jets' offense will probably struggle against uh, this Philadelphia defensive line and pass rush. Um, 
I think the secondary is kind of beatable, but yeah, I think this is this is a this is a good spot for the Eagles. Um, I think it's kind of just going to depend on the Jets' uh, defense up against this Philly offense, and you know how 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 you know can can this Jets defense keep the Jets in this game? And then on the other end, if the Jets' offensive line can give Zach Wilson some time and, and give this offense some you know some 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 time to to have some success, but. Uh, not really a good matchup for the Jets, and like you said, Lee, the Eagles kind of need to win this game. So I think the Eagles are definitely the right side here. Giants go into the Dolphins. Lee, any inkling on baby. this one? The only game I bet uh, right off the bat was the Dolphins minus four. Um, I'm feel I'm catching my stride with Giants football, and I'm fading them this week. I mean, that win last week was, was an embarrassing win. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, as embarrassing as a win can get. The Giants did not play well. Um, I guess defensively they were pretty stingy, but other than that, they, they kind of did everything they could to lose that game. Daniel Jones dealing with a neck issue. Looks like Mike Glennon could be going. I think if Mike Glennon goes, this, this is a absolutely you want to be. I, I got this at four. It's at four and a half, five now. I'd still lay the five. It's at, it's at six. six oh. on Fox, but... um, yeah, I got it at four. Yeah. I would still lay it at six. I think if Glennon plays, it's going to be a blowout. This Miami Dolphins team, man, I, I think it's four in a row they've won. Um, maybe three. I think it's four. They're, they're good, man. This is a good team. I think the Dolphins are kind of um, getting right back to where we thought they were. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at if the Chargers lose and the Dolphins win, they have the same record, which is crazy to me. Um, that didn't seem possible a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, that's nuts. But yeah, man, I think this is this is a this is a good situation to back the Dolphins at home. Um, I think Flores is a good coach. Uh, Tua is actually playing pretty well. That defense, the Dolphins' defense, the past few weeks has been has been phenomenal. Um, and they stomped Carolina last week. I mean, this team is really catching catching their stride. So uh, that's kind of my handicap. Is just this is a Dolphins team that's that's trending in a really good direction, and this is a Giants team coming off. Their fourth win of the year, um, and they, they didn't play particularly well, and their quarterback is hurt. So I think the Dolphins end up winning this game um, by by a score, maybe two. Uh, so I'm, I'm laying the four to, to six with, with Miami. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess if Daniel Jones doesn't, doesn't go, uh, Miami's the side. But if Jones is in, uh, six points as it stands right now, I think is way too much to be laying with a Dolphins team that definitely is hitting their stride. But I think this Giants defense, you know, still plays hard and, and can, and the, you know, Miami's offense doesn't necessarily strike too much fear into me. Um, I mean, yeah, Miami definitely should be favorites here, but I think this should be closer to three. Uh, or four, where you got it, Lee. Um, I guess if, if Glennon goes, then obviously, um, you know, the, the Dolphins are the side, but I think six points is a little too much. I don't really want to touch this game with, with the 10-foot pole, but I do got to give props to the Dolphins, um, especially their, their – how about their draft class right now, man? Their first three picks, Jalen Waddell, Jalen Phillips, and uh, Javon Holland, all balling. All playing really. Imagine, really good imagine if they right did now. that in the Austin Jackson Noah Egg crop. I know. Tua, Tua is well drafted. Yeah. So, so yeah. Shout out, um, shout out, Chris Greer, brother of Mike Greer, who is a, a great player for the San Jose <laughs> yep. Sharks. Got my shark shirt on right now. Um, yeah. So uh, 
other than other than that, yeah, I don't really know what to think about this game. I, I probably would just trust Lee. He knows he's got he's got his he's got his. How are the Sharks doing though. this year? What's the what's the NHL? They're scrappy, baby. Okay. We got a big big uh big overtime win last night on the island in, against the Islanders, and we're going to the Garden playing the playing the Rangers tonight. It's uh it's a split family. House Lee and, Lee and my father, big Rangers fans. Me a Sharks fan. If, I, if I'm if right. I'm correct here too, the the love for the San Jose Sharks just comes from your love of, of sharks and the ocean. Yep. Okay. Yep. Nice. When I was when I was four or five years old. Have you been Have you been season. to a San Jose Sharks game? Yeah, we went back to the HP. Pavilion. Hell yeah, I have, man. What you know about tank. the HP? Great Pavilion. uniforms. Great uniforms. What you know about the Shark Tank? What you know about the HP Pavilion is right. Great, great uniform. The NHL is chock full of great oh, yeah. uniforms. I mean, we could the, the, the NHL is just a great league. Yeah. I mean, I should maybe I should order a San Jose Sharks shirt on Amazon. There we go. I could, I could become a Sharks guy. I like the stars. Yeah, though. Loves the stars, I got my stars guys. shirt. Don't, you, don't too. you bail on the stars? Yeah. <laughs> we they still have Ben and Sagan, right? Oh yeah. All right. All right. Many a uh, many of legendary battles with my brother NHL yep. fourteen in the Merritt basement. Stars stars versus wings. Hell of a rivalry. Yep. Um, all right. Let's 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 move on here. Big big work day. Uh, Lee, let's have a little uh, powwow with the Rams here, buddy. Uh, I mean, I don't think Tommy was anti Rams, but uh, certainly. We oh, were yeah. we were pro Rams, and uh, they've they've had two brutal losses, a bye, and then another pretty brutal loss. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I think it's just Stafford's injured, right? Or or it, the the whole stuff with McVeigh. I don't, I don't want to like overblow it, but the stuff with him like screaming into his play sheet. Um, I don't. It just seems uh, like the energy is not good, and it's like you kind of bring in Von Miller and Odell. Yeah. And they're not really providing much of a boost. Um, you lost Robert Woods. I don't want to overreact, but things trending well, yeah, down. I mean, absolutely. Um, ever since that Sunday night, and like Stafford comes off the bye. I mean, not sorry, I cut you off again, but it's just like you you go into the bye and it's like, oh, Stafford's gonna like get better over the bye and like get healthy, and he just comes back and just doesn't look healthy. And has thrown like three straight yeah, weeks with pick no, sixes. Ever since that uh, Sunday night game against the Titans, it seems like the Rams have kind of lost their mojo. Um, I think that all uh, – I'll be the first one to say all the, the hopes of the Rams having a one seed in the NFC are eviscerated now. There, there's really not a chance that really that's going to happen. Um, I'm not going to punt yeah. on the Rams by any means. I think this is still one of the best football teams in the league. I think they're going through a little rough patch. I think this is the week, right? It's yeah. like this is the get right spot. Here comes after after four brutal weeks where you're just like or three and then the bye and then you're off the bye and losing. Here comes, you know, the Jags at home to and this is where you got to I think like the Rams should to me should cover this spread, right? Like cover this spread and I'll feel yeah, like Yeah, for me it's yeah. more so looking at the big picture here Dude. where They've got six games left on sure. the schedule. The Jaguars is by far and away the easiest game left. I mean, Cardinals, Seahawks, yeah. Vikings, Ravens. Their schedule's tough, dude. That's a that's a hard. Those are almost mm. all playoff teams, with the exception of the Seahawks, who we don't really know what the Seahawks are. They look terrible. They still have Russ. They yeah. still have Russ, though. Um, 
Yeah, man. So. I think that we're going to find out who this team really is in the next few weeks. And I, I think, yeah, them covering against the Jaguars obviously would be the best place to start. Uh, man, I think that this the, the loss of Robert Woods is is really a big deal for this team, man. I think that um, that you know that there, there's definitely uh, a huge void there in that number two receiver spot that somebody like Odell Beckham is just not going to be able to fill. He's not as versatile as Robert Woods is. Um, I thought that yep. game against the Packers was was exceptionally frustrating too because the Rams like. Looked like they were playing well at certain times, but just kind of couldn't get out of their own way. And that's been uh, kind of the recipe for, for them over the past few weeks of, of, of playing losing football. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be rushing to the window to bet the Rams uh, until they prove to me that they're worth, worth doing that. But I'll just say right now, to, uh, to make it clear, man, I'm not giving up on this team you know, by any means. I think that they're facing some adversity right now, which is fine. And I think, hey, you know, you're not going to get that buy in the NFC, but I think chances are they're going to end up traveling to Lambeau and be playing a playoff game in Green Bay, um, the way things shape up uh, in my in my head. So, um, and I think they've got they're going to have a good chance of winning that game. So we'll we'll see if that if that rematch happens. But right now it's about the Jaguars, and uh, I, I lean Rams here in a bounce back spot. Yeah, I think the Rams. Uh, they this is this has to be a kind of like um, I don't know who I was talking about earlier, but like the, the the spot where you're just gonna lay you know win by thirty. I think this is this is the spot for for the Rams. Um, I think there's a couple things. I mean, I think we all uh, and maybe you guys a little bit more than me, but I think I'm inc- I'm included in this bucket as well. I think we have to confront some some Matthew Stafford bias. I think you know we have to is. Is Matthew Stafford an elite quarterback in in the NFL? I don't know. I don't know. He surely hasn't been playing like it um, these past couple weeks. I think he's kind of got himself out of that MVP discussion, which he for sure was one of the leaders in throughout the the first half of the season. And secondly, something that I brought up, um, you know, Sean McVay is a really good coach, but again, I don't. I'm not sure if we can put him in the elite coach status either. He's he's a little too conservative, um, and obviously the the Packers just the Packers are just the better team on Sunday, which I think, you know, a lot of people had appetite for the Rams uh, last weekend, my my brother included, and I think it just goes to show that going into Lambeau and beating the Packers is a really hard thing, and if you're going to give one team in the NFL significant home field advantage, I think my list right now would start with the Packers. Um, and, and Matt LaFleur is no slouch at all. I mean, that's a really good football team up in Green Bay, and uh, you can make an argument that the best team in the NFL right now. But that's that's a kind of a side point. Um, I, I Like you, Lee, I don't think you should be selling the Rams. Uh, I'm not either. I, and tell know, that boy I Eric Eager, the, uh, I'm coming for his West. throat. When the, Rams, when the Rams start making the run in yep. the playoffs, he's not going to get off scot-free. Let's just put it that way. He's not going to get off scot-free. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, I think the Rams are the side here, man. I think the Rams are the side. I think you know I'm going to be picking the Rams. This is a game that I don't. I don't see this being the Jets game from last year. You know, I think this is a game where they they come out at home and uh, and open up a can of of, uh, of whoop up on the Jaguars, who are flailing in their own regard. Just you know, put up an abysmal performance against the Falcons. There's just so nothing to like them about traveling over to LA, except for like. Their, their, their defense has stepped yeah. up to the plate 
sometimes. Outside of that, there's just absolute like like Lawrence. I'm not I'm not giving up on Lawrence, yeah. but it's like he doesn't really look like particularly good. Their offense is not being utilized properly. It seems like like James Robinson is doing the same thing he did last year, which is great, but it's not really resulting in like wins. They're not using Lavisca Chanel like we've already talked about a ton. DJ DJ Chark is hurt. Their offensive line looks mediocre. You know, it doesn't really seem like Urban Me- Urban Meyer is necessarily like. That's going to be a decision they're going to have to confront in the offseason. Like, is this is this a direction they they want to go in? I'm sure it probably will be. I don't know if he's. I think he's kind of saved face a little bit with being compa- like somewhat competitive, but like man, offensively this team like just should be better. They just should be. I just don't really get why they're not a little bit better. Um, Drafted two tackles high in the draft. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, they're, they're not. Just, yeah, and all. And also a point for the Rams, like you lost Robert Woods and that sucks, but and I know maybe we're low on Odell, but you still have Van Jefferson and Odell and Cooper Cup. Like that's I don't think you know, yeah, it sucks you lost Robert Woods. He's one of the more versatile receivers in I the just NFL. Think that but that's the, you know, I just be don't better. think Van Jefferson These guys and Odell need to step is up. a two in the NFL. I don't think either of those guys are like a true two. Uh, I think Van I think Van is better than Odell. I don't know. Man. I th- and I think Van has the potential to be there, but I he just doesn't have enough experience to be like I Robert think, Woods is just I such a utility you, guy for you them. You put man. that the, like what he does as a blocker, how yeah, he is. They but use I think him on reverses you, on screens. I just feel like he's very plugged in with that. Him and Cup are just such a great Totally, but but I don't want to give I don't want to give this team a pass because I'm Robert not Woods them a pass. towards I'm ACL. It, it's it, like I you guys need to be better. The impact of that is bigger than some people maybe uh, initially assumed, and I also think it kind of got it, sh- it, it is got it is very big, but of Odell, like as if the signing of Odell is like some big thing. Totally, but in reality, the jury's still kind of out totally. on whether or not that move is is even worthwhile. Like, sure, the guy caught a touchdown last week, but like, there, I don't really know if Odell is 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 a net positive for the Rams yet. They're. I'm just saying they are about as well as equipped to handle that loss as anyone in the NFL is. This is still a really good receiver core, and I don't think, you know, obviously Robert Woods is a huge part of their offense, but you know they they still have Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham, and Cooper Cup. You know, like let's not let's not forget that you got a good tight end in Higby, and then it's an absolute shocker that Tutu Atwell is doing nothing. Yeah, shit, color me shocked. And he's injured. Pound. I don't know. I think you're, I know, I think but he sucks. I don't think he sucks, and that was an awful draft pick. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. But um, well, one more, one more. We should move on here. One last point, though, Tommy. I think you're you're probably right in some sense that there's a little bit of a, a Stafford bias going into the Rams. But then my only counterpoint to that is even you know before the season, I had talked about how he finished the last three years with lingering issues um, and with injuries. And now it's a four straight season where, where it's happening. And you're at a point where it's the beginning of December. Like if this team has Super Bowl aspirations, they're just more than halfway through the season. So I think that's more of more of the story, right? Where he's playing really well at the beginning of the year. And then well, you know, a couple injuries, an elbow, a knee, a back start flaring up, and he's just not the same guy. So um Let's go on to the to the football team heading to the Raiders. Washington eked out a win at home uh, against the Seahawks on Monday night. Raiders uh, lost last week. No, they beat the, the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. 
two teams coming off dubs uh, in in the playoff hunt somewhat for for both of them. Uh, not too much of a, line, a lean either way. I think I'd go Washington. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, the only reason I was not, you know, fully convinced in, in taking the Washington side here was just because of the difference in rest. The Raiders coming off that game on Thursday and then and yep. the Washington playing on Monday. So that's, you know, a few days of separation there. But I still really like Washington in this spot. I think Washington is is kind of catching their stride a little bit. I think they see where they're at in the division. Um, I think they're going to be able to run the ball on the Raiders. Uh, I think the Raiders game last week was kind of an anomaly. I, I don't think that the Raiders, this Raiders team is very good. I've kind of been fading them since they lost Gruden. Um, and then again, after Ruggs, I just think this team has gone through a lot. Uh, and after watching that game where Cincinnati came into Vegas, I, ah, man, I just, I kind of can't erase that from my memory. So uh, maybe I'll have to completely reposition where I'm at on the Raiders if they can win this game against Washington. Like I'll, I'll be, I'll be kind of, you know, okay, so they're seven and five. They just won that, you know, a tough game against Washington. But until they do that, man, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take Washington here, um, Earlier in the week, it was closer to three. It's at like one, one and a half now. Basically, a pick 'em. Uh, I'll take I'll take the underdog Washington on the road, even with the short week of rest. I think they're going to be able to uh, take care of business against a Raiders team that I think is kind of quietly floundering uh, through the end of the season here. Yeah, I think I think a lot of that line movement was injury related. I know it looks like Waller isn't going to be able to go. Um, and I think, I guess Deshaun Jackson isn't going either. I, I want to say there's another injury, but it's escaping me right now. Yeah, I, I really don't, I don't know what to think about this game because I think it entirely hinges on the Raiders. Um, you brought up the Bengals game, Lee, the Chiefs game where I backed the Raiders um, earlier a couple weeks ago. If the Raiders play like they did against the Cowboys, that if we see the Raiders team that played against the Cowboys, then... This is a live offense, a, a pretty live offense that, you know, is going to be able to score points on Washington, and it's going to be on Heineke and Co. to, to keep up with them. Um, you know, the Raiders' performance in the Cowboys was a, was a, looked like a galvanized group who, you know, was able to, you know, put up some, some points and, and looked like a classic, you know, how they looked with Gruden earlier in the year where they were like a classic underdog team who wasn't really afraid of anyone and, and was kind of playing with house money. To use a little little Vegas pun there, um, but you know I just don't I don't I don't know what to think about this game because it entirely hinges on the Raiders' performance and they can go back to being the team that they were a week before the Cowboys and if that's the case then I think the football team is clearly the side here. Um, Heineke got to give it to him he's been playing scrappy he's been playing well. The Washington football team's defense has seemed to be kind of coming together a little bit playing a little bit better football. Um, so yeah I mean. I guess I'm just gonna go with the line movement, like Lee, and and take the football team here. But again, I, I this is probably this game, and then I guess I guess even more so than the Miami uh, Giants game. This is the game that I I wouldn't touch with with free money. I think so. Um, yeah, I, I I don't really want any part of this. Ravens and Steelers after uh, going on I-75 South and Lee proclaiming that he would risk it all for the Steelers. Yep. Uh, plus 20. Uh, they went and lost by 30. Now the line is, is only four at home. Uh, they're they're four-point dogs at home against the Ravens. Uh, sad state of the organization. 
I guess I'd take the, the Ravens minus this isn't four. An official play is because I can't get anything about the Steelers right, and I'm so afraid that if I bet on the Ravens, that the Steelers are going to just like somehow it'll be like snowing and in, in, in it's going to be snowing sideways, and uh, T.J. Watt's going to have two touchdowns or something, something stupid like that. And the yeah, ghost exactly. of Troy Polamalu comes so gonna, down from, I'm gonna from do, the heavens. I'm going to do myself and all of our <laughs> listeners a favor and just and just watch this game and enjoy it. But uh, man, the Steelers are just you know I mean God they're just really not a very good football team. Um, I think Lamar is going to want to you know get right after putting up a terrible performance against Cleveland and kind of getting lucky to win. Um, I think the Ravens kind of know how important this game is for a division standing. They can they can kind of run away with it. They can get this win. Um, and improved to nine and three. So yeah, I, I like the Ravens here, man. I've uh, I've been humbled. I've been humbled very very much by the Steelers this year. Um, honestly, kind of surprised the Steelers' are record is even as good as it is. Like I think they probably like the way that I, they've played this year. They should be like four and seven. But um, anyway, um, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I would lay the points with the Ravens here, and uh, Steelers need a new quarterback, man. They need a new quarterback. Yeah, I think it's uh, this is a nice spot for the Ravens, man. Um, the only thing that's preventing me, or the only you know counterpoints, I think, is just the Steelers team coming off a blowout to Cincinnati, going up against the Ravens at home, like kind of that narrative thing. But even though the and the Ravens defense, especially their pass defense, is not good, but like is is Ben Roethlisberger going to take advantage of that? No, he's not. Um, I think this is a get-right spot for the Ravens. Um, I think the Steelers are trending in the wrong direction. I think four is is a nice spot. Um, yeah, I think the Steelers want to cover this this number, or if the Steelers are going to win, they're going to win like nine to six or something like that. Or you know, it's just going to be an absolute <laughs> defensive performance for the ages, Lee, like you brought up with T.J. Watt. Maybe Minka taking one back, like. It's gonna have, maybe maybe it's that's gonna have the maybe that's the hedge Lee. You, you take the Ravens minus four, but then you take the under forty four. Take the Ravens minus four and, and Steelers defensive special teams touchdown. Like I, <laughs> you know, that's I think that I think that's Steelers the move. Um, well, but even but even to bring it back to the game <laughs> last week, broken like, man. <laughs> the the TJ the the defense was awful against the Bengals. And I guess the, the Bengals have a more pass, potent passing attack than the Ravens, and maybe they have a better offense than the Ravens. But this defense showed nothing. And I guess maybe that means, you know, the NFL's well, a week Well, Big Ben also threw one pick six of, and another interception year, in the, on his own, like, 10-yard line. So, and both of them were in the first half. So yeah. when you put your defense in that position, like, I'll, I'll stand up for the defense there. Like, yeah, you, you're a, really not giving them much, which is why their offense is so bad. When it when it's bad, it's as bad as any offense in the league. That's like, uh, yeah. And if you're like playing defense, you're you're saying yeah. oh, why are you in flight? The offense can't put up ten points. Um, Tommy, you gonna give the Niners any respect or not? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll give I'll give the Niners some respect. Um, you know. Uh, this is this is a this is a good team. This is a really good coach with a defense that's that's starting to play a little bit better. And um, what a great resilient win at home against uh, Minnesota. So I think this is another spot where I think the Niners are are a good team, a, a a good pick here against the Seahawks. I've for the past three weeks I've I've been treating the Seahawks like 
you know, they like I did at the beginning of the season, and I think this team is just in utter disarray. Um, and I think the Niners, I think this is a nice spot for the Niners, minus three. Um, Seahawks defense sucks. Even if Russ starts to get back into form, um, I think the Niners are going to be able to just better coach, just a better team, better coach at, at this point. So I'm kind of surprised it's <laughs> – it's at three. There still seems to be a nice little respect yeah, factor for the Seahawks. So, for the inevitable time that Russ starts to play well again, um, I thought it would be on Monday against Washington. Didn't get to watch uh, most of that game just because we were at the show. Um, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, I would take the 49ers here all the way. I think this is a broken down, beaten Seahawks team, three and eight. They're probably going to be picking in the top ten. Uh, we don't know who's going. To... The Jets have the their, Jets have oh their my pick. Gosh, man, yeah, that's right, Jamal. Yeah, Adams, right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's brutal, man. That's really bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll I'll lay it with yeah. the Niners here. This is not a good Niners team. I was I kind of proclaimed my. I proclaim my uh, my affection for the for the 49ers last episode I think or maybe two episodes ago and uh, that hasn't really changed Debo out that could that could potentially be a problem for the Niners but I think they'll they'll find a way to navigate that I think this will be a close game and you know it's a divisional game yeah I you expect so, uh, to I think the, the Niners should be able to get out of there with a win won't necessarily be shocked if the Seahawks win though Broncos Chiefs Sunday night football. Uh, this game is close in terms of the standings of the AFC, but I, I don't know how, how much it moves the needle in terms of us uh, thinking it's going to be a close game. Uh, Chiefs are minus nine. Kind of like the, the – I don't know. I think that's a little much um, for how the Chiefs have, have played this year. And the Broncos, there's, uh, they're, they're, a, they're a pretty good team overall. Um, do I like them to go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs? Probably not, but – if the defense can keep them in it and they play mistake-free football on the offensive side of the ball, uh, I think it'll be close. Yeah, I agree. The only thing that I would be concerned about is um, the Chiefs being able to score points kind of in bunches. I just don't – I think that the, there's yeah. the potential for the Chiefs to kind of run away with this game because I do not think the Broncos' offense is very efficient. And I mean, they, they're they're the the Chiefs kind of got their mojo back. It seemed like against the uh, the Cowboys a little bit. They didn't score a ton, but their defense played really well. Uh, their defense has played generally better uh, over the past couple of weeks than than they were in the beginning of the year. Obviously, that's not super hard to do. But hey, man, this AFC West. I mean, let's just talk. They're it's they're all bunched up. The Chiefs are seven and four, and the rest of the teams are six and five. So there's a lot of season left. A lot can still happen. This is a big game for the Broncos. The Broncos potentially could go from, yeah. from worst to first uh, in this division with a win. Um, Chiefs Chiefs are the hot hand. They, they've won four in a row, but it's it's interesting. But, you know, the Chiefs also haven't been, you know, unbeatable at home. Chargers came in and won. I think another team beat them at home, too. Yeah. I think the Broncos' defense uh, so, kind of rises to the occasion here, and I'll, I'll lean Broncos with the points here. Clap, I think you've convinced me a little bit. I think this... I think this flex yeah. will end up in hindsight being maybe a good move, and we can see a close game in the fourth quarter here. Hopefully, I'll be rooting for that. So, um, yeah, the Broncos. Broncos fought hard last week against the Chargers, and I don't want to dwell on the Chargers, but it goes to show you. I I think a lot of that was like the Chargers' defense is just really bad, and the Broncos were able to run the ball kind of all over them. 
Um, but man, I think the the Broncos' offense is just not not a lot to to love there. I just don't really think they do a great job of of spreading the ball out and and, and getting creative. Um, it's pretty one dimensional. So uh, I don't know. Not 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 a line I'm in love with. But I'll take the uh, just under ten with with Denver. Yeah, um, I really like the Broncos here. I liked it a lot more when it was over 10. Um, I didn't play it. It seems that the Broncos are taking some significant money. We're down to 9 at my book. My uh, I got 9.5 for the Broncos. So um, I'd like that over 10. But um, it's easy to see why the Broncos are, are a popular pick here against the, against the spread. Um, this offense is solid. Uh, as long as Teddy doesn't, you know, as long as they don't have like a performance like they did against the Eagles. And I think this is a beatable Chiefs defense. I mean, we've been talking about the Broncos for the past year. I mean, they're a quarterback away. They have all the offensive talent you could want. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon are good running backs. You know, Sutton, Judy, Patrick, those are good uh, receivers. And you got uh, Fan and Albert O. Uh, and, and this defense, man, I mean, Patrick Sertain is playing at a Pro Bowl level, uh, looking like an absolute stud, which I think is a surprise to none of us. Um, and, you know, this is a. I think this is a – a team that has the defensive personnel to give the Chiefs issues. Um, on paper, this is one of the better defenses in the NFL. So uh, I think the Broncos are – this nine is, is way too much. Um, this probably, in my opinion, should be closer to, to seven, seven and a half. Um, that's probably where I would make it, me being a, a, a lines maker. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the Broncos are are, are the side here. And, and But, you know, there's so much public appetite for the Broncos that – I guess this is the time where the Chiefs would go out and win by like twenty five or something like that. That's what so, I'm saying. Just like if the Chiefs, um, like a, like a, uh, if yeah, the Chiefs I, go up early, like if they score on the first drive and then get a stop and go score again, and it's fourteen nothing, like the Broncos are screwed. Yeah, they're totally yeah. screwed. The Broncos' defense is going to have to cover this spread. Like they're going to have to. You're you, you're going to want yeah. some inclement weather in in Kansas City. Your little division. You know action. what the? I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you guys remember that Colts Chiefs game from a couple years back, I that. Uh, where the Colts beat the, the Chiefs. Colts. We watched it here at Iron Gate on the couch. <laughs> remember, I remember that. Was Excuse it Brissett? Me. Didn't Brissett yep. start? It was Brissett. It was Brissett, and the and the Colts. Big the Colts were eleven point underdogs. Uh, this probably was twenty. Big Justin. Twenty nineteen, maybe or. Uh, yeah. And that was kind of the first game where you saw yep. the recipe for beating the Chiefs, and a lot of it is running the ball and keeping the ball away. And like you said, Lee, if the Chiefs go up fourteen nothing and Teddy B needs to throw them back into this game, that's not that's not a good look for 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 if you're holding a Broncos ticket. So I think that the recipe is to play good defense, run the ball, play keep away, and and hopefully get a turnover off Mahomes, which I think is is you know more than a fifty fifty uh, proposition. I think they have the personnel to do it. Uh, so, I've, I think the Broncos are a nice side here. To the uh, to the game of the week, I think we can all we can all agree. Monday night football. Oh, is the Manning cast back for this one? Better be. Um, man, I I will say this. I was I, I've been trying not to be a, a hater about the uh, the Monday night. Uh, oh. There goes Tommy, disappearing into his loft. <laughs> Thinking, you look like uh, Matt Damon in Interstellar, going into the that, that the would be uh, that would not the be Interstellar. starts to take over, right? That that would be um, oh the Martian, yeah. yeah. That would be the Martian. Oh, the Martian. 
Well, I was thinking about those things in Interstellar where they like don't walk into my into world. Bag. Don't don't come walk into my world. Anyway. <laughs> yep. Um, what was I saying? Oh, the so I'm watching. So on the plane, I'm I'm watching this movie Nine Days, right? And I uh, and and I'm like, oh, I should probably check in on that Monday night game. And I tune in as as Washington is driving down the field, and I'm getting confused as to why they're going for it on like fourth downs. And, and they don't mention until they're in, inside the 10 that yeah. their kicker is, like, hurt. Because I'm, like, watching the game, and it's like, okay, they didn't get the the four, they didn't get the first down. They're just going to come out here and kick eight. it, yeah, and the game's yeah. over. Like, I almost turn, Yeah, they're, they're up eight. And I was like, I'm just going to, like, turn this off. And all of a sudden, they're out there going for it. And I'm like, what what is happening right now? And the, the broadcast just simply didn't think to mention, on you know, on the most important drive of the game that you know, the kicker is out. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Anyway, um, Pat, I really wanted to see Terry McLaurin kick that field goal because I bet he would make it. Um, Pat's uh, Pat's at the Bills. Um, man, this is going to be a great game. Uh, I'm leading Bills, but the Patriots have had the Bills number a, a little bit over the the Doug Doug McDermott. Um, or Sean McDermott, excuse me, Dougie McBuckets. I always got Dougie McBuckets on the brain. The, the Sean McDermott era. Um, ah, man, I'll, I'll lean Bills minus two and a half, but I don't think I'll bet this one. It's close, man. Patriots are good, good team, man. Really good team. Yeah, I'll take the Patriots here. Um, I have no, I have no interest in in fading the Patriots on any level. I think the Patriots are a better football team than Buffalo right now. Um, I think that they have the best coach in the NFL. Uh, they're really they've minimized their mistakes, and their defense has reached a point where they're gelling to a level that is very impressive. And Buffalo just doesn't really seem like the well-oiled machine that uh, that they have been in the past. And I think they'll get there. But man, uh, the more the season's gone on, the more I've kind of becoming comfortable with the idea that the Patriots are going to win this division. And I think that starts on on Monday night in Buffalo. Um, and the, the biggest handicap for me in this game is I think Josh Allen is not going to play like Superman. And I think, I think if he doesn't play like Superman, the Patriots are going to win the game because he's inevitably going to turn the ball over at least once. And I just don't really see the same floor or, I guess, drop-off to where how low the floor can be from the New England Patriots. I just think the Patriots' margin for error is just so much smaller. And Buffalo is going to have to play – in order for Buffalo to win this game, in my opinion – they have to play like a coming out game where it's like, hey, yeah, no, we are the best team in the AFC, which they very well can do. But I think the chances of that are ha- happening are like lower than they have been uh, in years past. And I think that the Patriots are kind of going to assert themselves and continue this very impressive winning streak um, and continue to get some, some, more, some more respect as the season goes on here with the win uh, in Buffalo. Not going to bet this game because I, to- I, I believe in Buffalo. I think Buffalo is a really good team, and I, and I totally think they could win this game. Um, but, uh, but, uh, but for, for the, for the sake of pick them here, I'm going to, going to be taking the Patriots. Yeah, this is, this is, again, this is a tough week and this is probably the toughest game to handicap. Um, I think I lean bills, but I think the, the Patriots are a great teaser leg, man. You got a total at 42 and a half, getting the Patriots up to eight and a half, which has become the new. The new key number after I lost on the Vikings, plus seven and a half uh, with the Greg Joseph uh, mixed extra point. So I'm going to take the Bills here. Um, 
It really does. I think Lee made a great point. I think it just comes down to Josh Allen. Um, if Josh Allen is turning the ball over here and, and having a classic Josh Allen game, the Patriots are going to win this football game. But if he's able to kind of just you know play relative mistake-free football, um, you know maybe he throws one pick or has a one fumble, but just kind of limits all of that. I think the Bills are going to win this game, man. I think their defense is going to rise to the occasion. The Patriots' offense does not scare me. Um, they have, you know, I think the story of this Patriots team through the past couple weeks has been their coaching and their defense. So I think ultimately this game comes down to the Patriots defense versus the Bills offense. And this is a pretty low total, man. So I think Vegas, I guess, thinks that this game is going to be a defensive battle, low scoring, and, you know, a field goal wins it. Last second field goal wins it, I guess. Um, I don't know, man. I just think the Bills have more upside. I think this is kind of the bottom of the Bills market. This is the top of the Patriots market. Uh, you know, if Mac Jones in that offense, which I think has been, you know, mezza mezza all year, can can beat the Bills, then I'll I'll tip my cap to them. But I think I think the Bills uh, just offer a little bit more upside, so I'm going to take the Bills. All righty, that does it I for, for week too, thirteen. As a, as a I got to start my. Above, uh, sorry, go ahead. I'm just oh, doing go some ahead. quick math. Um, okay. Sim- some, some simple, simple math, math, would you call this it? Could be, this could be wrong. The fact checkers out there should fact check me. Since their loss to Dallas, so since their last loss, the Patriots have won one, two, three, four, five, six games in a row. In those six games, they have two, four, seven, eight, twelve. 13 interceptions and three touchdowns and five recovered fumbles. So, I mean, this is a defense that is uh, really, has been really, really impressive and is really finding their groove. And I just think that that, there's going to be some forced turnovers, man. If there's not, Buffalo will win this game. Um, So, yeah, just kind of putting a little exclamation point on my point. Those are some nice saber metrics. Um, I got to start my my workday. Any uh, we want to throw out any teasers? Any any college plays, Lee? Oh wow! That that we want to. I I uh, I'll just go real quick because I didn't mention my. Uh, I have a really this teaser. I feel really great about man, and it's a Colts Vikings teaser. This is uh, this is one of my more favorite teasers of the year. Yes, you're betting on some road favorites, which is which is anti Wong teaser, I guess, but. I um I have the Colts minus two and a half and the Vikings just straight up. It was a seven point teaser because I teased the Colts when they were um uh, minus nine and a half and that move is that line has moved against me. Um, I think this is one of my favorite teasers of the year. I like that a lot. And, I've just been uh, so beat down home. by the past week that I that I didn't do any any teaser work. I'll probably play one before Sunday. Um, as most of my close friends know, I had a future on Utah winning the Pac-12. That game's tonight, um, so I'm go Utah. Uh, I don't really have an angle. Um, I think Utah's going to win, but I'm obviously not going to play it just because I, I have that future. Um, I like I like underdogs, man. I like underdogs this weekend in college football. I like Alabama plus the points and on the money line. I like Houston plus the points and on the money line for a sprinkle. I don't necessarily think they're going to win, but I do think that there's good value plus 350 for Houston on the money line. Staying away from the Michigan game, if I had to play that, I would lean 
explain the points of Michigan. I think Iowa is kind of a disaster offensively, and I think Michigan's really hyped up after that big win. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of like Baylor in an underdog spot, but don't really love them. The, the, the only plays I really, really like is, is Alabama, Houston, and uh, and uh, that's it. And then, obviously, go Utes tonight. So, looking forward to that. And then I'll, I'll have you guys uh, just get ready for bowl season. I'll have some... Some good, some good takes during bowl season. I'm taking. Yeah, I just think that weekly. the sets and Bennett. I think I think Saban's going to know how to approach the sets and Bennett thing, and I and I ultimately think Kirby Kirby Smart deserves to pay for uh, for getting too fat and comfortable with believing that sets and Bennett could be a national champion at quarterback. I just <laughs> I, I will I'll, I'll have a big serving of crow if, if Georgia two and zero. Or three and zero over the next three games with sets of benefit and quarterback. I just don't don't think that's going to happen. Well, and I was gonna I was gonna say too. Uh, this is kind. I mean, from I was gonna say there's so much you know incentive for Alabama to win this game, obviously to get into the playoff. But I mean, if you're Georgia, you're thinking if you win this game, your chances of winning the national title are go up yeah absolutely and uh, there's a big thing just man with exercising those demons for georgia how many times alabama has been there was a good uh analogy on a podcast who i think it was stanford steve and the bear and i'll let you guys clap i know you're busy but when uh alabama kind of took the throne from florida back in 09 they lost they lost the year before a couple years before and it's just that changing of the guard kind of um Kirby Smart obviously has never beaten Nick Saban. This is this is like a Georgia. There's a lot that's going to go into this game, which is why I'm not I'm not like overly convinced Alabama is going to win. I was just kind of surprised that you can get Alabama like plus two ten on the money line. Like any time that you can do that, I think you do it. Um, but yeah, I think Georgia's really going to get up for this game. I think they're going to play really hard, but I just don't think Seth and Bennett. I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think what he's been doing is sustainable. It wasn't sustainable last year, and that's in Florida and Alabama opened up completely unraveled. Um, and I think Kirby is just snakebin when it comes to deciding who should be the quarterback of this football team. Uh, I just don't think he really he's ever made the right decision in his tenure at Georgia, and that's the difference between winning and losing a national championship. So. I don't see why that's going to stop this year. Um, but it should be a really fun game to watch, and uh, we'll see. Does that do it, boys? Hour 10, good, good pod. Great pod. <laughs>